0: Harriet Hammock, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the Aces that Matter. And today I want to talk with you about you will get your reward. So many of us are striving and going towards our goal and trying to imagine what will the outcome of all this effort that I'm putting in. Well, I am here to assure you today that you will get your reward. The Bible says that as a man soweth, so shall he reap you reap what you sow so you don't need to fear or worry or you don't need to be concerned or to be stressed out about the outcome of any situation, even if right now in the moment, it's not manifesting and giving you the effect and giving you the reward or giving you the outcome that you want or the outcome you think you should get, even though it's not manifesting right now, you can take it to the bank of heaven that you will get your reward. I am a living witness of that for many years. Like everybody else, I've been toiling in the vineyard, toiling out in the fields. No one knows my name. Nobody can say I'm famous. You can't say you've seen me on major news channels or I have a program on major national television or you've seen me on the great stages of the world. No. But I have been toiling in the vineyard. Many times I felt like giving up. Many times I felt like throwing in the towel and just saying, forget this. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't work. And it's costing me more. That's one thing. The financial cost was one thing. But the emotional cost, the cost to the loneliness that I had to endure because I couldn't find the right partner and I can't do what everybody else does. I'm just telling you the truth. I can't be like everybody else. I can't be out in the clubs. I can't be throwing it down. I can't go from one man's house to the other. I can't be, oh, you heard me. I can't be jumping from bed to bed and running in and out of people's homes and different people's homes and then coming here to preach to you, to tell you how to live. I can't do that. So for many years, the cost was insufferable. For many years, it felt like a burden. It felt like I was carrying something. I had to ask myself, are you sure? But then God reassured me and he has come today. This is not just for you. I'm preaching to myself as well, that you will get your reward. After a while, you come to this place where you take your hands off of it and you just say, you know something, I'm just going to take my hands off. I've done everything and you know for sure what the Bible says about the just shall live by their faith. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk with you about that. But before we get into the, let me tell you quickly, just a little bit about who we are. If this is your first time watching down to earth, we are available on channels in Cam Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We're available on channels in Holland, Michigan, in Home, uh, Michigan, in Okemos, Michigan, Meridian, Michigan. We're also available on channels in Massachusetts, on channels in Dayton, Ohio. So you can find us locally. You can also find us on YouTube as well. So you can watch this program at your leisure. There are other uh, videos that you can watch, other shows you can watch in which we talk about these, but you can also go to my Facebook page, And my social media platforms to find out more information about who we are i'm also an author and speaker and in addition to which i'm the president and founder of the exodus foundation the organization through which we provide relief services to women in our community to find out more information about how we are attempting to erase and eliminate human trafficking, please go to our website, the TheExodusFoundation.com, for more information about who we are. And if you wish, you can always call us. The number is running on the screen. If I know people don't write letters anymore, but you can send us an email. You can find me on Facebook. I do accept <laughs> direct messages. If you need prayer, you can Facebook me. You can Instagram me. You can uh, send a direct message. If anybody uses Twitter nowadays, I'm not so sure. Right. But we're here to stand with you, to pray with you if you are struggling in believing that you will get your reward, whatever your struggles might be. Uh, so we're reading today from Isaiah chapter 49, and I'm I, press, I feel impressed upon me to pray for you to pray for someone right now before we even start. This is rather unusual. Typically, I pray at the end of the scripture. But I feel impressed right now to pray for someone. I know there's somebody watching this and somebody listening who has lost a loved one recently. The unthinkable happened. You lost a child, your adult child. And I feel impressed upon me to pray for you because this is a struggle. This is a nightmare for any of us, for most of us. But to actually have to live and walk through your nightmare. I'm praying God's grace in walking you through this lonely path. I'm praying for you, my brother. I'm praying for you, my sister. I am very sorry that this has happened, but I want you to know that the grace of God will take you through it. You have to look at your spouse and look at your surviving children and wonder if that will happen. You have to wonder, how could I serve a mighty God? And this happens to me. I have, unfortunately, it's how the book was written. All of us, even our children, are independent of us. We are the vessel through which they come into the earth. And when they come, they have an appointed time. And when their book of days is closed, just like I had to accept. My mother's book of days was closed. My father's book of days. My cousin lost his young son at 30. He wasn't even 30. He was 27 years old. My cousin lost his young son, handsome young man, Just striving and just a delight to be around. He was a light in their family. He was a light to all of us. You know, when they're just young and trying and just, you know, good to look at and nice to be around. And my cousin lost his son. It was so painful. We're still painful. It's still so painful every day and he has to walk it out. So I'm praying for all of us who have lost our children when we didn't expect to. When they were born, we held them as babies and we loved them and thought they would be here long after we're gone. We thought that is how it should be. But I want to remind you that God was in heaven and lost his son Jesus. God was in heaven and had to draw his chair when they crucified his son Jesus on a cross. So the pain that we experience as parents is not new. While that may not be cold comfort to you, but keep in mind that this has happened. Even God had to go through it. So God identifies with your pain. He knows the pain you're feeling and he has had to deal with it. And I pray your strength and your comfort, even as the tears are running down your cheeks, even as the anger over who took your child's life needlessly. I pray for you right now, for all of us who have lost children, the folks in Idaho who lost their children, who were on a college campus going to school. Happens all over the country. Happens all over the world. For all of us who have children and they're gunned down needlessly, stabbed and gunned down and their lives eliminated. I pray the peace of God as Satan is walking through the earth, inflicting as much harm as he can on people. Don't listen to the devil's lies. Please, I beg you. Don't listen to the lies encouraging you to do things that don't line up with who you are and with whom God is trying to tell you you are. Listen closely to what the Lord is saying and take it one day at a time. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about next year. Don't think about the justice that they should have. Focus instead on life, breathing in this moment. Focus on today only and you will get through it. So I'm going to pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are listening and those who are watching. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that for somebody who has lost a child, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, that you give them peace. And comfort, an uncomfortable place, though it might be. Remind us, oh God, that you are still God and you are here with us to walk this road and to travel with this road. Even as the pain is in our hearts and the pain is insufferable, Lord God, don't separate families because of this. This is the devil's work, and we bind it up in the name of Jesus and command that it must stop in Jesus' name that will not affect our children. We pray a perimeter of protection around our children and around ourselves and around our mind that the holy cross of Jesus, that Jesus Christ himself will reside, that the holy cross of Jesus Satan, you must receive your sentence at the foot of the cross for the pain that you have caused upon these families, upon my loved ones, upon our children and their survivors and their descendants. We must right now command that Satan must pay for it. And we say in all earnestness and in all truth that the just shall live by our faith in God that we will see them again, that they will be in heaven, that they are in heaven and that we will see them again. And we thank you, oh God, for your hedge of protection around us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The scripture says right here that God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. We have to believe that that God is with us. And we look at Isaiah chapter 49, and it starts by reading that, Listen, O coastlands to me, and take heed, you people from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name, and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver, he has hidden me. I'm reading Isaiah 49 from the New King James Version. I'm not reading from the book of Harriet. I'm reading what the scripture says. And in verse three, it says, and he said to me, you are my servant. O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. So you went to college. And you spent four years in college. Some of you spent seven years, eight years. By the time you're finished with your undergrad, then you go get a master's. Then you start on a doctoral degree. There are so many people with doctor, doctor, doctor in front of their names today. We are so educated. And still there are fewer and fewer opportunities for people. People, young people are going to college and then they go back home because after college, the economy tanked. Let us face it. The economy has left us and the people are suffering. The children can't work and take care of themselves. Then they lose a job because it's at-will employment everywhere. And the Malay we're seeing in the society, Mr. Politician Man, Mr. Politician, Miss Politician Woman, comes from this one fact, that the people are suffering economically. So people are not enthusiastic anymore to support your campaign because it makes no difference. Because at the end of the day, who do you kowtow to? You bow to who? The billionaire fanboy. You bow to the big man with the money and you leave the very people who voted you in in numbers behind. So those people are looking at you like it makes no sense because their children are suffering. How would it be if I sent my kid to college and after spending years in college, getting degrees and two degrees, and they come to the field of work and they're, hire- they're being hired for work. They're applying for jobs that they're overqualified for. Jobs that they meet the right specifications and they're not hiring. I myself went to look job hunting too. I kid you not. And I went to see some of these applications, some of these very specific jobs. And I'm like, you people are doing a disservice. I look at some of the tasks mentioned in the jobs and I'm like, so for that, you're paying that per hour? You're paying that as a salary? people are doing three, four times jobs because you, the fanboy billionaire, you, the Mr. Man who owns the company, you don't want to hire people. You don't feel you have a moral obligation to do it because you want to keep all the money and you, Mr. Politician, you support that. So now you have kids who graduated from college because that's what we parents told them. Go to college and it will be fine. They went to college. They took out all these loans and they went to college and then they come home and they can't find a job. And they have social media that is telling them that the only thing you can do is go on OnlyFans. The only thing you can do is go sell drugs because you will never make money to move out of your mother's basement, to move out of your parents' house. You'll never make money to support yourself. And then the rest of you in the society sit back and start judging people. You know, you were all judgmental until it started happening to you. You don't believe me, drive past any home, anywhere in America today. And if you see more than two cars there, what does that tell you? That children live there. Adult children have moved back home. It tells you that all is not well at that house. Why? Because the children are adults. And they're telling us that when you were, when I was your age, mom, when you were my age, you were already living on your own and had a mortgage and you had a career that you could look forward to. Those are not empty statements. Those are truths. Those are things that we're dealing with, and that is what is causing the mass suicide rate. And when it is not suicide, they're taking drugs to numb the pain out, and then the drugs do a number on them, and then their heart goes out. Kids are dying without leaving suicide notes, or they're dying condemning everybody because they're so angry that we didn't fix it for them. So now God is sitting there and you say, well, if God were good and God is good, God is good. But did you tell them about that? What did you do about it? Did you not walk away from the church yourself? Did you? It's okay to walk away from the church, but did you turn your back on God? Are you imploring your children and showing them by how you live? Because here's the thing, it's transparent. It's one thing for you to say, yeah, I go to church and I write my checks to church. But then they know how you live, that you are as racist and exclusive and as horrible as anybody else. So they don't believe in it. You have to walk it out so that the children can see the example. The only God they're ever going to experience is the one they see in you. And so we come to this place now where there are some of us for whom I have just described, that's not you. There are some of us who have put everything in. So I'm speaking to those today. I'm speaking to your children today who have put their best efforts forward. Even you, as parents, you are looking at it too. And if you will be, if you'll be truthful, you can say, I'm disappointed. You're hurt because you're watching your kids hurt because this was not the future you had for them either. You worked yourself and you made sure that they did the right thing. You robbed yourself of stuff and you made sure they did the right thing. And here we are, you're listening as your children talk about their struggles, trying to find work and how frustrated they are. And then you started getting concerned because you say to yourself, if they're this frustrated, what's going to happen? What are they doing about it? So I'm asking you as a parent, start talking to your children, not as parent condemning, but talk to them like, hey baby, how are you doing? Can you ask them that? How are you coping? Well, how does that make you feel? pick them up. If they live somewhere else, go pick them up. Bring them home. Go talk to them. Tell your children every day how much you love them. Tell them, I love you and I am praying for you and I'm believing God that you are going to get your reward. Promise them because this promise from God is not empty. No, I can say, yeah, I promise you I'm going to do this and do that, but then I might not deliver because I'm human. Things might interfere, but there is a promise. There is one who promises. And that promise is real that all of us can take to the bank. And it's from God. You're going to get your reward. You will get your reward. Tell your children that. Tell your nieces and your nephews. Some of us are mentoring other people's children that we didn't carry the pain of birthing them. But they're ours nonetheless. Promise them that you will get your reward. Tell them, hang in there, baby. I'm believing for you. I'm powering you up. I'm praying for you. Show them hope. Even if sometimes all you can do is pick them up and take them to McDonald's. Even if all you can do is say, come go have coffee with me. Even if you can just bake two muffins in a pan and sit down and have a cup of tea over the muffins, do it. If you can, not send them on vacation. Nice. You have a timeshare you can share with them, share them. Sometimes we even send our kids to other people thinking that they're going to help them get a job and it doesn't materialize because everybody is not admitting they're in the same boat. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 49, I've I'm gonna. I've been telling you, this is how God sets it up. So first, he identifies you. He said, it's me. I know who you are. I called you. I knew you from you were in the matrix of your mother. You and I don't need to elaborate what that means. But if you want me to, I can go there. The matrix of your mother means you were in the womb of your mother when you were nothing. And God saw you as a seed in your mother's womb. That's what he means in the matrix of your mother when you were in there. And nobody else knew you existed but your mother and God. And God is saying that I know you and he's going to gather you and what he has for you is so great. It's going to be glorious. And here is what he says in verse number eight. Listen to this. Listen, you ready for this? He says in an acceptable time, this is what the Bible says. Thus says the Lord in an acceptable time. I have heard you. Now, what does that mean in an acceptable time? Everything has a beginning and an end. The suffering and the struggle that you are going through has an end. That's what acceptable time means. It means the time when God calls it, when God says enough, when God sees it all. There are 8 billion people on the planet. My friends, God knows every one of us. The Bible says he numbers even the hair on our heads. So for those of us who have lost children in this stuff that has gone on, God knows the number of hairs on your children's head and when they expired. God has them. God has your children. So walk through this loneliness, walk out this pain, you will get your reward. And the Bible says in verse number eight of Isaiah 49, it continues in an acceptable time. I have heard you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth. There is a covenant between God and man. Let us act on that and do our part. Because he's going to restore us and he's going to deliver on that covenant promise. And he says to those who are in darkness, show yourself. So if you feel like there's darkness over your mind, show yourself. And here's what he says in verse 10. He says, they shall neither hunger nor thirst. So you don't have to worry about homelessness. Because you shall neither hunger nor thirst. Neither shall heat nor sun strike you down. That means... The sun and the moon will not see you. You will not be homeless living out on the street. That's what it says. For he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water, he will guide them. I will make the mountains like a road. So every wicked thing that is in front of you, stopping you from getting a job, God's going to strike it down. And make that mountain that looks like you can't get over it. He's going to strike it down and make it look like a road. And everything. Here's what it says. It continues. And every valley, every highway is going to be elevated. So it looks like a valley. He's going to raise it up so you can drive over it to your destiny. And surely these shall come from afar. Surely it shall come to pass. Father in Jesus name, bring it to pass everything that my friends who are watching, bring it to them this year. Give them the year of their desire. Bring them their reward in the mighty name of Jesus. For those who are hurting, for those who are suffering, live I know it's painful and your child is gone, but live anyhow, live it out for that child. Live it out because God says that you shall live and not die. Even if you're sick in your body, lay hands on yourself and declare that every muscle, every cell, every organ, strengthen my bones, strengthen my muscles in the name of Jesus. Strengthen somebody who is watching, restore their hope in the name of Jesus. You're hearing this message today from a survivor. I too am challenged. I have children. I have to look at the future and wonder, are my children living out the promise that I told them that if they go to school and they go to college and do well and don't touch drugs and don't do this, will they be all right? I have the assurance that they will get their reward. What I need is for them to help and believe with me. Just stand with me. Trust me. It's not my words. It's the word of God. I just took you to Isaiah chapter forty-nine, that was written 6,000 years ago, thousands and thousands of years ago before Jesus was even born. And these words were written. They're eternally immemorialized on the tablets of our hearts. What we need to do is to go back to basics. I don't know. I know it's painful. I know it hurts. I wouldn't want it to be to be in your place, but I would gladly exchange it just so you will believe that God is with you and God covers you. Believe with me that God is with you. Can you believe with me? I pray that you never experience the pain of losing a child. I pray you never experience the pain of losing a spouse, a child, a cousin, a loved one, but in the name of Jesus, we have to accept that these are our times. We are human. Our days on the earth are numbered, all of us painful as it might be to lay a child down in the ground. Our days on the earth are numbered and each of us is given a book of days. But I hasten to assure you that if you live and you live, you will get your reward. Just live. Take it day. By day, one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. Some days are good, some days are bad. When you start the day, declare it unto God. The night before, you pray and you say, Lord, I submit to you the works of this day. At 12 midnight, if you find yourself rolling over, you say, Lord, I submit to you the works of this day. I give myself to you and you trust God day by day. We're not asking you to be joyful. We're not asking you to rejoice. We're just asking. I am asking that you live day by day because you will get your reward. How do I know? Living witness, I had to pull myself back together after my mom died. I had to pull it all in because my mother, like you, she was my safety net. It was painful. I had to watch my family splinter apart and had nothing but God and to trust in God. Amen. So when I tell you that God is going to give you, this is the year of your desire. This is the year of your reward. Believe it. All we need to do is believe, trust and believe, build your days. The future is made up of today's, not yesterday's. The future is made up of today. So what you're doing today is going to give you a better tomorrow and that's your reward. You will get your reward. I promise. It's written here in the scriptures and I thank you in the name of Jesus. So just before I go, let me pray for you quickly. In the Father, in the name of Jesus, answer the prayers of this one watching. Give them hope and faith renewed. Reassure them that this is the year of their desire. Reassure them that they will get their reward according to the promise between the covenant between God and man. Amen. Amen. Be blessed everybody.